Hello and welcome to Radiant On Air. We are delighted to introduce our brand new series, Unlocking Loan Solutions with Radiant, where we'll be diving into topics inspired by challenges our customers face. Here's how it works. You can listen to the audio like you're doing now, watch a video using the link in the description, or you can download the job aid for quick reference. With these materials, you'll find the answers you need to navigate these situations with ease. Are you ready to unlock new insights and evaluate your industry knowledge? Let's dive right into today's topic. Today, we will cover Interested Party Contributions, or IPCs. Don't forget to sign up for updates using the link in the description below or at radian.com training. So what is an IPC? IPCs are either financing concessions or sales concessions paid by someone connected to the mortgage transaction. Think of a real estate agent, a real estate broker, the property seller, or a builder. All of them have a connection to the transaction and may influence the details of the loan. We'll get into that in just a little bit. It's important to note that lenders and employers are not considered interested parties under Fannie Mae's guidelines unless they are a seller or affiliated with the sale of the home. A lender credit might not even be considered an IPC, so make sure you check with your company or investor guidelines on the details to this connection. Speaking of guidelines, let's dive into the specifics. Fannie Mae does not allow the use of IPCs to make the down payment or meet the reserves or minimum contribution requirements. Both GSEs, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, have the same contribution limits based on a loan's LTV and occupancy type. A primary residence or a second home with an LTV between 75.01% and 90% are capped at a 6% IPC. A loan for any primary residence with an LTV greater than 90% is maxed out at 3% unless the loan falls under uh, part of the GSE special loan programs like Fannie Mae's HomePath or a purchase of a Freddie Mac REO property. An IPC can be helpful to a borrower in a market with higher priced homes. As a reviewer, it is important to ensure that the transaction adheres to the applicable guidelines and the loan documents align to the identified funds that are being contributed to this loan transaction. Let's review two scenarios to help you better understand this. In our first scenario, Sarah is buying a new home and has negotiated with the real estate agent to pay $12,000 of her closing costs. Sarah will put 5% down but needs additional funds for the remaining closing costs on the loan. The loan file has a purchase agreement, an appraisal, and a 1003 all stating that the real estate agent was to pay $12,000. With a purchase price of $320,000 and a loan amount of $304,000, the borrower has a 95% LTV. So the question is, would this work? Well, not as submitted. The first question you want to ask yourself is, is the real estate agent an appropriate third-party contributor? And the answer to this is yes, they are. Real estate agents are okay. But with an LTV at 95% for the primary residence purchase, the IPC is capped at 3% of the purchase price, or $9,120. Since the real estate agent is contributing $12,000, this would not be allowed per the GSE guidelines. Let's look at our second scenario. What if a seller or an interested party is offering to fund a temporary buy-down to make the loan more affordable? This is called an unplanned buy-down and is more common with new construction properties. Fannie Mae requires that if a temporary or permanent interest rate buy-down is offered to the borrower, 
the cost of that fund for the buy down must be included in the IPC calculation if received from an interested party or a lender affiliated with an interested party. This would need to meet the same maximum limits based on the LTV. The lender must determine if the cost of the funding meets allowable IPC limits. This is accomplished by confirming the current market interest rate. However, Freddie Mac's guidelines provide more specific conditions that must be met for the concession to be considered an unplanned buy-down and should be reviewed by using the link provided in the job aid to ensure that you are following the requirement for this scenario. IPCs can offer unique and potentially complicated scenarios. Make sure you understand the investor guidelines before proceeding with this type of transaction. And thank you for tuning in. If you found this episode to be helpful, be sure to download the job aid on this topic and take advantage of the resources on our website. If you have any questions, our dedicated customer care and customer help teams are here to provide you with the support that you need. Don't forget to sign up for the updates using the link in the description or at radian.com slash training.